0: And I think that just comes with time, maturity, getting some wins, but more importantly, getting through. I mean, I've had so many other failures that I haven't mentioned yet. Getting through those failures, coming out the other side Hmm. makes you feel that much more confident and secure and I think believable.
1: My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached habits to goals. And today, it's true. (laughs) It's true. We are breaking new ground. Today, we're welcoming the Honorable Drew Boyles, Mayor of El Segundo. That's right. You heard me, Mayor. Drew, how are you doing today, sir?
0: I'm doing great, Martin. So good to hear from you.
1: <laughs> it's amazing given your nutty schedule. Uh, and, and here we are on a busy Halloween day that you're making the time for habits to goals. I know there's going to be so much value for the listener. So it's truly an honor that you can join us. What I didn't say in the open is in addition to being the honorable mayor of El Segundo, he's also a great family man. Five children, right? Five kids, yes, sir. Thirteen <laughs> to thirty,
0: almost thirty-two, and
1: all the way down to thirteen. Wow. So, yeah, if busy. If that 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 is the definition of busy. Um, and on top of that, he's a storied entrepreneur. He's got great entrepreneurial expertise, and obviously, he is a a leader par excellence. So, Drew, the way we kick off the show is with something called the GTR, the Good Things Report. And as the guest, you get to choose if I kick off or you kick off.
0: Yeah, I'll kick off. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Martin. So I'll start (laughs) with last week. Last week was an incredible week uh, in my role as city council We've been working on one particular project for seven years now through the public disclosure process. And it's to bring a Topgolf driving range, major capital improvement project to our existing driving range. And that seven-year process culminated last Tuesday with a vote to approve moving forward with Topgolf with the lease and master arrangement. And so after all of that work, I literally, Jetted straight to the airport to catch a red-eye at 10.30 p.m. Red-eye to fly to Australia to be in Australia for two days. Uh, Northern Australia, up near the uh, Great Barrier Reef in Yappoon. Two days? Test a, wow. Two days. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So it was a business trip that was actually one of the personal highlights of my life. <laughs> I got to meet two two Australian world champ surfers, Mark Aki-Lupo and Barton Lynch. surfed oh. with Aki and Barton in this amazing wave pool that uh, is a prototype killer. and the whole idea was go up there and test it. And so it was phenomenal. So surfed the pool only there two days flew home and then went right into a stretch of hosting uh, nine entrepreneurs in LA through a series of really cool biohacking events and some other things. So it's been an incredible uh, kind of a whirlwind <laughs> last week or so.
1: That is a phenomenal GTR. And, uh, I I don't know if I should ask this. How how is a two day business trip in Australia? And I gotta say, I I'm gonna quick side note. I surfed with Barton. Oh my god! Like 25 years ago on the North Shore. These guys are phenomenal. Um, So so how do how is it you have a business trip two days? Like you were flying longer than you were pretty much
0: I know it's, land. it's crazy well what's interesting is, so I'm tracking one of my goals in life is to surf every country in the world even the wow. landlocked ones and you so, know Australia marked country number 19 for me which is crazy because really the first time I surfed Australia was in a man-made wave pool I mean we surfed the day before but it barely counts it was like 30 <laughs> knot onshore wind and terrible right. but right. So it was just kind of strange, and I had amazingly had no jet lag when I got back. So I think I just got lucky that, in
1: I that think regard. But it, yeah, the trip was so quick; you probably didn't have time to have jet lag. Unbelievable.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: So, how about for you? How about for you? Well, you know, I should go into it, but I'm going to say one other thing in the open. What I probably love best about DB Drew Boyles, is that. He is a phenomenal surfer, and yeah, I mean, if you look at—I <laughs> was checking out your LinkedIn profile. You're, <laughs> you're 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 locked into a beautiful barrel, just as your like profile pic, and then yeah, the surfing is all throughout your bio, so. So it doesn't get any better than that. Highly productive, great leader, great family man, and to cap it off, he is a surfer. So, can I give you? A, can I give you a quick story on that picture, Martin? So, uh, please. That's
0: probably one of the best show to, shots I have, which is why obviously it's my, my LinkedIn uh, photo page. But the man who shot that, those behind the lens, is the legendary Martin Daly, who discovered wow. the Mentawai Island chain, and we were on his boat, the Indies Trader Three. And that was basically at a spot called meat locker one day before we got a distress call to rescue the rip curl boat. This is five years ago. I Deck. remember that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that was his former boat. That was, I think the former Indies trader too is kind of bittersweet. That's Martin. But the reality is if you look closely at that picture, you'll see that I could have been, I was crouched down pretty low. I really didn't, wasn't really feeling that should have had my arms up and full proper stand up barrel. But <laughs> um, that, Dude, that, epic. That, that portrays me as a much better surfer than I am. Let's be. Bard Daly's a better photographer than I am surfer. Let's just well, say I'll that. Tell
1: you, you're you're a great surfer, and I'm just I'm super jelly when I think about all these epic places you are and have been surfing. So my GTR humbles in comparison. I've been cranking out a couple of interviews lately, and I'm going to kind of recycle one, which the audience is going to love too much. I, because I was surfing so much, I jacked up my back. I went to an mm. acupuncturist who did some miracle. And here I am now another day later, and it continues to get much, much better. And that is really a good thing because it just, it messes with your head and your outlook and and to be, you know, have the mobility. The, the only other quick GTR I'll throw out is I kind of, put my head down and and notice that habits to goals is now over 310,000 downloads. So that's for, we're wow, about awesome. a year's worth of work. We call it six seasons, but really it's, it's only a year's worth of work and uh, it's a passion play for me. So, so that's, that's not, that's a fair number. I'm pleased with that. That's um, congrats. What, I, what took you so long to get to me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good. Uh, I, I, Best for last, I don't know man, um, fine, so before we lose the entire audience talking about surfing, I want to reel them back in um take mm. us back, drew. I know your stories uh I know it's phenomenal, yet I really don't know much of it and and so, so, like, where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school i I believe you navigated in through the navy so so tell us about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I grew up in the city of Evanston, Illinois, which is more or less Chicago. It's right on the north shore of Chicago. It's where Northwestern University is. Incredible town of about eighty thousand people. Very uh, socioeconomically diverse. Great, great place to grow up and get just like a good representation of life and the world in general. Um, it's also a good place to kind of get into trouble, and so I was pretty good <laughs> at doing that. Uh, and um. More or less, by the time I was um, 17, I was, i what's funny is I essentially skipped a grade. And then after skipping a grade in elementary school, I ended up almost flunking out of high school. Wow! Um, that included going off to military school, which was my idea for a few days. And then me realizing I wasn't really mentally prepared for that experience, came home and my guidance counselor said, well, you can go to night school with the other people that are having some challenges, or you can continue in day school, but you'll be like a year behind your peers. And I said, all right, I'll go to night school. So I went to night school, was painting houses during the day, and I uh, graduated. A couple months after my peers, at that point, I was 17, and I decided, you know what, I, I really felt like I blew it with the military school experience, and let's do this the right way. I knew that if I'd gone off to college, it just wasn't in the right place at that point in life to do that so i joined the navy as you mentioned and uh went from chicago to uh let's see great lakes naval uh boot camp and i went to tennessee for a while ended up in san diego which is where i learned to surf and just you know from there after four years in the military well while i was in let me backtrack a little bit at 17, my first child was born. Very important detail that I left out, Ryan. Wow. Yeah, and so part, yeah. of, part, part of influencing that decision was to grow up quickly, realizing like I have some major responsibilities ahead of me. I ended sure. up marrying uh, Abby, Ryan's mom. We were married for a few years, and then we had another child when I was 19. So by the time I was in San Diego, we had two kids and did my tour in the military, managed to be stationed at Naval Air Station Miramar, which is practically unheard of to be shore duty in your first enlistment in the Navy. And that afforded me the opportunity to go to school essentially full-time. So uh, Southern Illinois University has an extended campus program whereby professors will fly out on the weekends and teach class, all the upper level stuff related to aviation management, because at the time I wanted to fly for the Navy. So I managed to get out of the Navy in 91 with all but three classes of my bachelor's degree completed.
1: Wow. And,
0: uh, yeah. And, uh, things changed. Desert Storm was going on. So in 91 was about a year and a half waiting list, um, to determine whether or not you'd get into Pensacola to fly and, you know, get accepted to AOCF. So I said, well, um, that's probably not going to happen because I don't want to re-enlist and go float around in the Indian Ocean for six to nine months tours um not i changed direction nice so i said well what's the next natural thing to go into the bowling industry of all things bowling alleys so i uh <sighs> bowling there's no, there's no yeah no connection there whatsoever but no, this my is mother good. had worked for Bronzo corporation which was a fortune 500 company back at the time sure for 30 something years she said you need to go work for them they have a great management training program you, you learned leadership and uh in the military, the advance quickly in the military. Go go there. You have a degree now. So I did. So I was uh let's see by the time I was twenty-two I was running um a bowling alley in the I was the youngest ever general manager running a bowling alley in the San Fernando Valley, Granada Rains. Nice. And by twenty four, that thing had completely imploded with the Northridge earthquake. It was about a mile and a half from the episode. Oh my goodness. And here I am at this point, I'm 24 and I had to lay off 45 employees. Some of them had worked there like 25, 30 years. (laughs) And here's this 24 year old delivering the the news that I'm so sorry, but the corporation is not going to rebuild this property. Our lease is up anyway in a couple of years. So that was like a brutally difficult life lesson and thing to have to deal with um so oh yeah forget another important detail about a year prior to that <laughs> I um it, their, has, to do, it mom, has to do with Ryan and Pat's mom sorry go ahead yeah yeah exactly I know and family's always first that's why it's strange that I leaving this part no, out. But no, I get Ryan and Ryan and, yeah Ryan and Pat's mom uh decided to have an affair um with my surf partner who also worked for me when I was down in San Diego. Now this was after I moved up to LA. So I basically took full, full custody of the kids uh, for the first six weeks. We lived in a motel in mission Hills, um, LA in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, and, and I was blessed to find this incredible woman, Cheryl, who acted like a mom to them and was um, the nanny during the day as I'd go work in the bowling alley. And we had a great time. You know, it's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just, I absolutely relished those days where, it was, uh, you know, Ryan, Pat and I, and I was just such a young man here. I'm with these kids as a single dad um, so. growing up incredibly quickly.
1: Wow. Yeah. Growing up yeah. quickly. Uh, amen to that. So how, how what was the transition? Um, and thank you. I mean, you, you got you got really deep there really quickly and and you know a lot of time we, we have guests on and and there might be too much highlighting of all the success and the good time. And so I always make a point of to dive into struggle and grinding through. So we're gonna circle back around but but my quick question, hopefully is what what was the transition? so so Brunswick shuts down. What? Yeah. You, you leave San Fernando Valley and you go back to San Diego. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, not San Diego. What happened was after I did the layoff, they're like, well, you're the only employee we're keeping. So they moved me to the city of orange.
1: Oh God. About
0: two months, but two months prior to that, I had been interviewing, not interviewing. Actually, I'd I'd been talking to this guy who was a league bowler, regular customer mine. He worked for this company, Starbucks coffee. I was like, who's Starbucks? i would never heard of them. (laughs) Um, And I'll, I'll never forget actually going to the interview my interviewer was late by about 45 minutes. So I was like fascinated by these little espressos and they're so delicious. And it was really (laughs) my first experience with espresso. So I must've had like four of them in while I'm waiting for Dina to show up to interview by the time she shows up, I'm a wreck and I'm having to go to the bathroom every like eight minutes or something. But, um, so I ended up joining Starbucks. They were a great employer. I was there from, 94 to 2000 Wow! Start out with just running a store around the number one store in the country on main street in Santa Monica. Uh, I ran seventh of Montana, which was in the top 10 in the country. So then I so, started opening markets, running territories of stores for them. It was an incredible experience. This is so a really high was, growth mode.
1: Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Mean, yeah that, that was how you bounced back out of Brunswick and right into the yep. lap of Starbucks and then you proceeded to kill it there. So, yeah. so I'm going to, I'm going to cut to the chase. We're going to bounce around. Usually I stick to my format. I'm not going to do it. So you have, obviously today you are a mayor. You were a leader at Brunswick. You were a leader at Starbucks. Uh, there were a few other entrepreneurial ventures we're probably going to get into, but as you sit back now, mayor, um I I see you as as being uniquely keen per, to uh, perceptive wise. In other words, looking back, taking in information, and then and then, you know, analyzing and adjusting accordingly. So so, I guess what were the key insights about leadership? Um, this the that that began to shift. You could see a shift. Uh, from where you were, say at 20 to at 30. How, how, what does that leadership shift look like?
0: Hmm. You mean in terms of the way I led or just how? Because yeah. for me, I, I really, I look at my life as just being prepared and working hard and then having some really fortuitous events like Starbucks. Or Brunswick Corporation Earthquake was the best thing that could have happened to me at that time because it forced me to get outside my comfort zone. And then I quickly realized that I was I stumbled upon greatness with this company, Starbucks. You could just see it. Every customer that would walk up into that queue, you knew this. They had, they had, Howard Schultz had created something absolutely compelling that people really wanted to be a part of. Um, and I think with, Uh, And I fast forward to my career in another time is I was, after I got my MBA at USC, again, while I was a single dad, sole custody, put myself through school while working for Starbucks. I said, I want to be an investment banker, a consultant. That's when I know I've made, you know, I've really hit success out of this with this MBA and really, you know, use this MBA to its maximum potential. I go to work for Arthur Anderson, which was at that time, one of the big five, the oldest of the big five firms. And that thing completely imploded within two and a half years due to the Enron scandal. Right. That was also an incredibly fortuitous event for me, not for my boss who's a worldwide partner, but for me, (laughs) again, it forced me to go into entrepreneurship because I would have been completely content on the corporate path. But I think circling back to your question, I think what I've been able to do, I think part of leadership is recognizing opportunities that present themselves and absolutely pouncing on them. And what's challenging for me where I have to get outside my comfort zone is I tend to be very uh, analytical. I I first react to something from an intuition and gut standpoint, but then I want to back it up with facts and details and really get into um, the rigor of the analytics. And a lot of times you don't have time for that. So I, I think I've become more comfortable just seizing opportunities, knowing that If I can get on board with it, then I can compel other people to join me to get on board with it. And I think that just comes with time, maturity, getting some wins, but more importantly, getting through. I mean, I've had so many other failures that I haven't mentioned yet. Getting through those failures, coming out the other side Mm. makes you feel that much more confident and
1: secure and I think believable. New listener, the quickest way to get up to speed here at Habits to Goals to understand how it is you are going to craft intentionally the good supportive habits that will help you reach your goals more quickly. The process we follow is par. Plan, act, record, and reassess. That's it. It's fairly simple. You have three ways to get your free tracking sheet which will get you straight up to speed very quick. So you can go to the habitfactor.com forward slash templates. You can text the word habit H-A-B-I-T-S to three, three, four, four, four. And (laughs) finally to give you additional resources, just use your favorite search engine or, and, or Google, and just type par P A R R and the habit factor. For those of you looking for a super, Super Deep Dive on Habit, the book. That's right. It's almost 10 years old. Check out the Habit Factor on Kindle. It is, I believe it's three ninety nine dollars or four ninety nine, dollars practically free. Of course, it gives you not just a deep dive on habit, but, but really walks you through the Habit Factor process. So there are a handful of options for the new listener. To followers that, you know, if we do, we haven't had
0: a reset. We're in the longest expansion in history economically we are absolutely going to have a recession (laughs) right i think once you've gone through those things people believe okay i'll follow this person so i think it's just a matter of getting being able to see the opportunities seize them and then power through all the difficulties in life and coming out with an even better appreciation and understanding of, of the situation also your team
1: that's great look we uh this is called habits to goals. So, so part of our subject matter routinely or what we call big ideas, like what, what is success, which we'll be talking about and, and failure, we, we have come to recognize is a prerequisite for success. And, and, it's not the opposite, and and I think your story, which is so fantastic, and I know we're only scraping the surface, is a perfect example. Every time there was a meltdown and a destruction, um, you you were able to metamorph basically and and come out the other side. Use that pressure, channel it. Um, I, here's another way to ask the question because I think I didn't do my job. So so the question is this. I tap you on the shoulder and I'm like, I find myself, I'm going to be in a leadership position. So I'm just like, give me two or three tips. I got to lead a meeting. I got to lead a group of entrepreneurs. I got, you know, pick your scenario. What, what two or three tips can you give?
0: I would say first uh, do your research as much as you can. A lot of times you you just, Blocking in blind to situations, so but to the extent that you can do your research about what you're getting into yourself into in the current state, great. Right. Second one is know your audience. An audience could be any stakeholder group. It could be constituents that may or may not be voting for you. It could be your executive, your C-level your C suite. It could be your employees. It could be your customers, but knowing who your audience is, truly listening to them and understanding their needs. And then I think at the end of the day, making people feel good. And that's that's something I work on all the time is working to, and I'm, I'm far from perfect at it. I think as leaders, we tend to be very critical because we're quick to see patterns. And when the patterns aren't going well, it's, there's, there's a problem there. So it's easy to Observe faults and to point out critical things, and it requires real discipline to say, Hey, Martin, thank you for doing this. And that's something that I work on all the time. It's such a basic thing. You know, I think I first read about it probably in like the one minute manager, but it is such an important <laughs> yeah. skill set that gets overlooked all the time. It's amazing to me. How often people fail to take that extra 20 seconds just to acknowledge something specific about somebody that they're working with or for or through.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, that's where I was going for. I mean, the two that really hit home for me, um, and I have a long way to go Ed, is, is the listening component and then the, yeah, I, I took it out of, uh, certainly the one minute manager. There's also a great book called Whale Done which we did an entire episode mm-hmm. about. I don't know if you ever read it Ken Blanchard. Mm-hmm. It's it's how they yeah it would be great for your uh staff perhaps. Check it out. Anyways, it's yeah. how how do you get a killer whale? This was back in the days when they had them in captivity. Um in fact, I interviewed one of the, one of the trainers, but the question is how how do you get you know a 30 ton or whatever they weigh? To jump out of the water or to do anything. And, mm-hmm. and the short answer is with praise, with compliments. It's not just the food. It's like they, they put the rope under. So before it's over the water and they're jumping over it, it's, it's under the water like six feet. And if they swim over it, head yeah. them, they stroke them, they, they give them fish, they say, Good job, killer whale. And then they raise it, you know, four inches. He swims over it or she swims over it. And the point is, yeah, it's these baby steps, specific steps, and it's all about this uh, encouragement along the way. So that's that's good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I'll check yeah, that's, out. That's whale done. Where I was going to in, in, in Toastmasters, they teach <laughs> – the sandwich method, which perhaps you're familiar with, which is, is start with mm-hmm. something sweet, get into the meat of what the message is, and then finish with something sweet, <laughs> you know? It's like, right,
0: right, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, there's usually a word that, that precedes the sandwich, but in that <laughs> description.
1: Right. Very good. <laughs> so um, talk us through, you, you've talked about a lot of, a lot of the challenges i i want to get into a bit of the mindset of of the master that is db like like you know looking back or, or hearing this story it seems so easy for you to do that but but how are you talking yourself what's the the story or what's the self-talk that gets you from one day to the next through some of these massive yeah. hurdles
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I know you understand this. You're an entrepreneur. We're both in the same entrepreneur's organization. There, there's, I mean, for me, there's cycles throughout the day, sometimes throughout the hour. You're just getting news all day long. The, The average person gets news all day long, but when you're in charge of businesses and other people's livelihoods, et cetera, you're constantly getting news. Unfortunately, oftentimes, more negative than positive. And, um, I think for me, it's, I'm staying focused on a mantra of sorts, uh, that I repeat to myself on a regular basis through affirmation that, that works for me. Uh, I, I listen to binaural beats. Um, I spend time really focused on myself. I'm sitting out like yesterday I was out in the water Thought it would be perfect conditions. Forecast was looking good. Santa Ana winds, perfect <laughs> offshores. And it was pretty dismal actually, but I was out there by myself, right? which in the middle of LA, anytime you can be out, you know, by right. yourself in the middle right. of the ocean is incredible. <laughs> and so I was just focused on my deep breathing, you know, how am I getting six quality breaths per minute? And how long can I sustain that? And That's
1: just beautiful. being
0: in the now as much as I can. Um, and, because my mind is constantly going to all the things ahead of me that I have to be concerned about. So reeling that back to the present, I, whatever possible principles I'm working on teaching my, my children as well. You
1: know, look, that, that's, that's incredible stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, you're being incredibly humble here. I mean, you're in charge of a city. You're the, the mayor and, um, these are the tips that that I'm dying to know the 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 mental health tips, if you will. And and you just shared them. That's great. You mentioned something called I think it was binaural beach or something.
0: Yeah, the whole idea is that uh it's a it's something I picked up from my nutritionist, uh, Derek Johnson, who's amazing, by the way. But the binaural beats are all about different frequencies in each side. Oh, so binaural beats to synchronize
1: in your oh, yeah. Yeah I, beach, I, I heard, yeah, I heard. I heard. Yeah. Beach, binaural. Oh, beats. that would be cool. Laying I, on the beach in the same. Yeah, well, that's session. where my that's where my <laughs> head is. Sorry, yeah,
0: binaural yeah, beats.
1: Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, we can uh, if, if there's a good link, we can link to that. And you know, just back to the surfing idea and, and solitude. I, I, I have this saying that ninety percent of surfing has nothing to do with surfing at least that's for me it's like Mm -hmm. it's about the ocean the wind you know you can go down a long list so um you know for some people it's a mountain or the forest or a lake beautiful all right so we're rounding second base here we're gonna pull this thing together and we're gonna have to have you back on at some point mr mayor um not to put you on the spot, not to throw you a screwball, how do you define success?
0: You know, that's, for me, I think it's a matter of how am I showing up in different avenues of my life? And I actually started something, you're probably familiar with the net promoter score that businesses use. Yep, and yep. Methodology. I use the same thing with my family they think i'm wacko my oldest <laughs> entrepreneur son totally gets it <laughs> yeah, my wife and the others are like pretty suspect but oh, i yeah. ask them about once a quarter how am i doing like <laughs> give me a real number quantitatively try not to reflect on the moments but the past 90 days
1: wow that's and really give cool.
0: me some qualitative things too yeah it's believe me it's t- talk about well, my my wife your think- soul
1: my wife would think I was a complete whack job if I tried that. But yeah, so the Net Promoter Score—it's just a quick survey, like one to ten, right?
0: Yeah. How likely are you? To, or how likely are you to re- recommend me as a father, <laughs> assuming you had to—you know—replace me or give me somebody else? But yeah, and then the qualitative comments. So I look at like how am I showing up in the family? How am I showing up at work where the people, with my direct reports and employees? How am I showing up to my constituents? And then how am I doing with my friends? And that's the one area of my life I look at where I'm maybe not being as successful right now is making the time to continue to cultivate those relationships with close friends. Hmm. I think I'm doing a really good job with my family, with my businesses, and with the city and the different stakeholders in the city, but I need to do a better job in that part. So if I have balance in my life, on those four factors then I feel good when those things get out of balance I could heal it right away.
1: Copy well that's a great definition I love that that and the anecdote about the net promoter score for the family that's that's a first and I love it um, Give us if you could please sure uh, share two or three of your best habits
0: hmm. well uh, lately, I've been focused on meditation, nothing new for any of your listeners. But for me, it's been focused for the last year and a half or so. I recently got a Muse headset. I don't know if you're familiar with that headset, basically. Yeah, I love that thing. It gamifies. Uh, You know, I love being able to track results, see how I'm doing. That's just one thing that I track. So for me, I track basically, well, you know, Jack Daly. I know you're good friends with Jack Daly. He inspired me years ago. He's a little overboard in the tracking department, in my estimation. Although I love him. But All I right. track things like, did I get my essential oils in the morning with my coffee? How many hours did I sleep? How long did I fast between my last meal, last <laughs> night, and my first meal today? Did I meditate for how long? Did I hit the gym and for how long? Did I surf? How many waves did I catch oh, wow. when I surfed? You're um, tracking your did mind. I do red light? Oh yeah, I I track my ways. I know my dad, my my oldest son's like, dad, track your turns. That's more (laughs) important. I'm like, yeah, you're right, but that's too much work. But, uh, so a habit for me is to, is to literally like accountability for me works tracking how I'm actually doing. If I say I'm going to do these things years ago, I told my EO form, I want to get to sub 10% body fat and I could not do it. Best I could do is like 11, 12%. Got introduced to Derek Johnson. Unfortunately, I lost a good friend of mine to a Widowmaker heart attack. This is a former Super Bowl champ. Derek did a great seminar for a bunch of middle-aged men in El Segundo. really resonated with me. And I started going to Derek, and I started writing down all the meals that I was eating, doing some of the things I've already discussed. And within nine months, got to that sub-10% body fat level and been able to maintain that. That was just something... That I thought was a pretty good indicator of my health. Certainly, there are other things as well. Absolutely, an, an important
1: thing for me. Wow, and and uh, do you mind sharing your age? I will be fifty in January. Woohoo! That's a big one. Yeah. So yeah, I'll it tell really, you the indeed. scale. The scale actually changes um, relative to body fat composition once you're over fifty. So you're you'll be doing even better. If if you understand what oh,
0: I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Right, you, right, right, right. Or... Well that's the thing too is I want to balance that with maintaining the muscle mass too. So one of the great tests I do with my nutrition is an impedance test where they
1: goes through and it goes doing it muscle and mass in different limbs. Great. And you're doing the hydrostatic, you know, dunk tank? No, the P, I've done those as well, but
0: I'm doing the impedance one where it actually goes and it gives you the the um muscle
1: mass per limb and all that. Got it. All right. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. So we got tracking as another powerful habit. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's good. Meditation and tracking. Those are, those are phenomenal. I mean,
0: nutrition is, nutrition is huge for me. I think I'm pretty particular about um, what I eat when I eat it. So that's another thing. I think that that is like the, just the foundation and you're tracking success in life. And you're track tracking
1: that as well, yeah. Right, right. Garbage in, mm-hmm. garbage out. Good fuel yeah. in. Beautiful. All right, now we're rounding third. We're heading home. Advice <laughs> you'd give your twenty-year-old self? And you had <sighs> some, you had some crazy stuff going on when you were twenty.
0: Yeah. I did, um, and I would say, you know, honestly, Martin, not not that much different. Keep your nose to the grind wheel. Just keep pushing on. Um, right on. Keep your, keep your wits about you. I mean, I think, you know, if I look back at my career, the mistakes, failures I've made, I think they've all been part of the process, so no regrets at all. Right. Wow. Um, I don't think if anything, maybe get into real estate earlier. Look into real estate. <laughs> by I, just Bitcoin. Find it, I, well, I just find it fascinating. I'm getting into it a little bit later in life. I'm working on a wave pool development project, and I'm rebuilding my commercial property. <laughs> I just find myself really intrigued and inspired by the process. So it's, well, that maybe it's
1: that, that explains. Sorry to cut that. That explains why it was a business trip. You were inspecting a wave pool. Next exactly. time, you next time it. you may need a board caddy. Uh, I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. How about a coach? I mean, I'll bring you out as a coach. Whatever. I'm just, uh, I'm available at a moment's notice. Um, all right. So we, we're just about done. Uh, you're very, very well read. You know, maybe two or three impactful books, uh, throughout your, your life journey here would be great to share with the audience. Anything that comes top of mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh I love um uh, player piano. Oh god. Vonnegut, and, Are you kidding yeah, me? And the reason I love it is well, the guy the guy like foresaw the future so long ago about the role automation would play in singularity. Right. It's just it's not singularity so much as just automation and um humans become maintain being, you know, remaining relevant. Like that book is amazing I only read that actually about a year ago. I was gonna uh, say, Karen when did on you on read it? What about
1: what about Sirens of Titan? Nope, never read it. Need okay. to check that one out. So, so I read Player Piano probably 25 years ago. Um, but the point is, I think I've read every Vonnegut, and the reason I'm just freaking out
0: Slaughterhouse and, Five. And and nobody,
1: yeah. nobody has ever brought up a Vonnegut book. So I love it. That's good. Welcome. Well, I almost brought
0: up Slaughterhouse Five. That's fine. Just think of was so witty. Uh, the other one is Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. Yeah. This, yeah, obviously there's the whole there's a section of the book in the back that talks more about like kind uh, of the science and philosophy, but but more about I think it was logotherapy, but more about just what any all humans are capable of enduring with the right mindset. And um just such an incredible book. Um and then the third one is
1: Barbarian Days. I'm sure you've read that one. Oh it's incredible. God, I mean, I'm 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 and, not too- yeah it's a great read and i'm about to uh about to muscle up and reach out to the author i hope i can get him on the show
0: oh man that would be great because that guy's stories are just legendary and it's just the whole spirit of adventure that almost always accompanies surfing which who knows could change to some degree in the future with all these wave pools being built but um Hopefully not, because the adventure and the uncertainty of it all is what makes it so magical, I think. Yeah, that book is just This is
1: this is so funny. So I always knew you were a brother at heart, um, you know, bumping into you. I think it was Greece, you know, uh GLC Mm -hmm. and who knows. And and then and then to hear the books, an eclectic (laughs) an eclectic bunch, which all would certainly mirror uh my recommendations, or on a short list for sure. So, I I love it. Yeah, the the thing about Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning to me was the whole res. You know, it's like response able. It's like you are responsible for how you respond, and the and how the response changes the not not just obviously the outcome, but but the situation. Which you couldn't control that hit you. So, uh, right. powerful stuff. Great. All right. Well, we're just about done. A tech tool gadget website. <laughs> I think I may know where you go here. Something you can't live without. Something you check every day.
0: Yeah. You know what? It, it's so fundamental. But it's just the Apple watch because I'm competing with my kids on activity and galleries oh, and movement and gym. So that's it for me. It's like I've already mentioned that. Red light therapy by Juve is really cool. And the news headset for to meditating. Um, and then I have a sleep number bed. I'm about to order an aura ring. Cause I think sleep is absolutely essential. So I'm measuring how I'm doing a sleep department. I thought, I thought I nailed it last night. And I woke up to find out I only had like a 78
1: or something. I was like, I'm very disappointed. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, and I thought you were just going to say surf line. <laughs> so that's good. You oh, were- yeah.
0: Well. Yeah, yeah. You know what though? I've stopped using it as much because, <laughs> and what I found with Surfline is that it's like, oh, it's not looking too good. it looked at the cameras right. instead of. I'm literally like a half a mile from the beach, so yeah. I get on my electric bike, I cruise down the hill, I'm in the water, I turn left, I'm in the water in like seven minutes. Yeah. And so oftentimes I don't even check anymore. I just I go and if it's bad, I I surf anyway. I'm just forcing that, me to get in the water.
1: Uh, yeah. Same boat here. Jump on the bike. Five minutes. It's a good warm up. So um yeah. all right. Well, finally, if there's anything and congrats again on the uh you said it was golf pro, golf tech.
0: That's just uh Oh top golf. top golf. Top, top golf. golf. It's like state of the art no. driving range that would bring Nelson gunner. Yeah, it's gonna take a year or so probably, but
1: Seven years in the making, that's just a a phenomenal achievement. So, um, yeah, as we sign off, if there's anything you want to, you know, closing words, anything we can link to, to share, promote, you got a book, you got a a music CD, you're you're pimping, you let me know and we will promote it.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that – I got several different things going on right now, but the one that I'm really focused on right now in the moment is – Surf Lakes. That's the technology out of Australia. We're we're licensing the wave pool technology. We're going to be building one in L.A. or Orange County, and we're looking at other locations as well. So, if any of your listeners are interested in either have twenty to thirty acres of real estate that they'd like to partner with us <laughs> on, or or you know, Orange in Orange County, game. so wow.
1: yeah, there. Believe
0: be- it or not, there's still some options. It more so I, in L.A. County, but oh, I they're out it. there. Yeah,
1: I, I believe it. Well, uh, honorable mayor, uh, it has truly been an honor, a pleasure. It has been enlightening and entertaining. And again, for you to make the time on a on a very busy Halloween afternoon, it's just I can't thank you enough. So I I will end My it pleasure. there. Thank you. Say goodbye to the audience, and then uh, we'll circle back around.
0: So thanks so much. Thanks, Martin. Thank you for the opportunity. Great,
1: great, great job. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Hey, really quick, I just want to remind you, if you want to grab your habits and goals tracking template, the template that started it all, you can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word HABITS. That is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, 233-444, and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping.